Hello and welcome to episode 26 of series two of the Engaging Internal Comms podcast. This is the show for employee engagers and internal communicators who like to keep up to date with all that is new in our profession. My name's Craig Smith from The Big Picture People. If this is the first time you've listened to Engaging Internal Comms, you're more than welcome. We have a number of episodes at our website, engagingic.com, from this series and also the previous series. So you're more than welcome to have a look through our back catalogue and listen to some of our other episodes that you will find of interest. Uh, If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the podcast via your podcast platform of choice. However you're listening to this podcast, if you subscribe to it, it just helps us to improve improve our visibility, our listenership, and just creates a bit of critical mass that we're looking to try and get so we can get more and more listeners and more and more guests to contribute towards the show. Um, Okay, so on that note, what we've got coming up in the next couple of episodes, uh, in the next episode, which is on the 12th of October, we have an interview with Kirsty Bowen from the Coventry Building Society. Um, Those of you who are involved in the IOIC, Institute of Internal Comms, may know Kirsty or have come across Kirsty before because she's She's heavily involved in the IOIC. Um, and Kirsty's going to be sharing with us all about the IC lessons that we can take from the pandemic that we've all been experiencing for the uh, the last year and a half. Um, Kirsty's got some really kind of profound experiences and profound learnings and lessons that she's taken from this whole experience and um, we'll, we'll be sharing those with us I, I think in a really really powerful episode a really great conversation that I had with Kirsty so I look forward to uh, bringing be able to bring that to you on the uh, on episode 27 which as I say is on the 12th of October and then following that on the uh, 26th of October I have an interview with Brian Landau from Venley now Brian reached out to me he has his own uh, podcast and and which is uh, which is really interesting. It's called the Drip, and that's all about internal comms. And we'll be giving you some links to that in that that episode, so you can find that. Um, but he he's got a particular interest in audio and how audio can be used as an internal comms channel. And he's going to be telling us all about the role and importance of audio in internal comms. And that kind of builds on some of the episodes that we've had earlier in this series, which have been about podcasting, internal podcasting, uh, and how you can engage uh, people through through audio so it kind of builds on that and brian's got some different perspectives on that that i think will add some additional value to that so i hope you'll find that of interest as i say that's on the 26th of october that episode will be going out um just again just wanted to let you know about our event that we're running on the 4th of november which is uh 4th of november 2021 that is and just in case you're listening to this sometime in the future um that's at three o'clock in the afternoon 3 p.m uk time and it's a webinar it's a free webinar it's called helping employees understand your organization's big picture and the kind of premise behind that is that most business leaders find it quite difficult to explain their mission their vision their values to their employees and that's usually because they're quite close to the detail they're quite connected with it they're quite uh, engaged and invested in it themselves and it sometimes makes it difficult for them to articulate but as we know and I'm sure you know if if leaders are good at doing that if they're good at connecting people in the organization to that bigger picture 
then you tend to get employees that are more engaged, more connected, more more able to contribute there and bring their full selves to work. So we're going to be looking at, at how what are some of the challenges that other leaders face when they're trying to do that sort of thing, but also what are some of the techniques that you can use to communicate the often inherently complex messages involved in in that big picture. So that's a free webinar, as I say, it's on the 4th of November 2021, 3pm UK time GMT. And you can get that, you can access that via our website, um, which is thebigpicturepeople.co.uk. And if you go to the website and you go to our events, you will find the, uh, the, the that event listed. We have a number of events, but you'll find helping employees understand your organization's big picture 4th of November you'll be able to click on the link there to book directly or if you want some more information before you do so you can click on that and then you can also then from there go to the uh, the, the booking link which is via a zoom webinar so hopefully you'll be able to join us for that and um, if if uh, you know anyone else who might be interested as well please let them know if you if you have a look at the link and you think oh that, that I know somebody might be uh, find that of use then uh, feel free to send that link to them and uh, that would be great so um, I think that's all from me uh, let's move on to the guest for today's episode. An area that internal communicators often talk about or want to find out more about is how do we measure our contribution? How do we measure the impact of our internal communications and employee engagement work? So that was an area I wanted to explore with my interviewee today, who is working in a very large organization with lots of employees, very diverse organization, but has got a real focus and an emphasis on how to measure the impact of her work within the organization. So what we're going to be exploring in this conversation is, um, first of all, why measure? Why is measurement important and why should we care about it? And I think many internal communicators already know that and get that, that the return on investment uh, has to be has to be justified that we have to kind of prove that we are delivering an impact through our work in both in terms of gaining more support and sponsorship and resources that we need to be able to do our job but also because we want to know that the work that we are doing is actually getting through to our audience um so but also how do we then make sure that we're not just relying purely on numerical quantitative data that we're actually getting qualified information that that backs up what people are saying or why people are saying it so we have the both the data but we also have the the in, the insights into why people are asking for what they're asking for or why people are reading or or more gravitating towards different types of content uh that or and maybe steering away from others so so i think it's really important to understand that and i think what we we've also got with today's guest is some, a real um a real depth of understanding and experience in 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 effective internal comms but also particularly in this area of of measurement and uh, a measuring impact with more than 15 years experience in corporate communications and public relations in addition to an extensive experience in managing and developing content for various companies internal communication endeavors Andrea Scarpula is head, currently head of communications at Americas at DHL with 400,000 employees in more than 220 countries worldwide, DHL connects people and businesses securely, reliably, and enables global sustainable trade flows. Hello, Andrea. How are you? Hello, Craig. Good. How are you? Thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. And just for our listeners, whereabouts in the world are you at the moment? Yes, I'm currently based close to Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Wow, excellent! That uh, conjures up all sorts of uh, uh, evocative thoughts of being, being in Florida at the moment. When it's 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 quite warm in the UK at the moment, but I'm sure it's a bit warmer in Florida at the moment. Oh so. yes, yes. It is. 
So anyway, I gave a, a bit of an introduction there to your role at, uh, at America's DHL. Tell us a little bit more about um, about your role, how many people you're responsible for from an IC perspective, and and uh, and kind of some of the ideas, some of the some of the tasks that you're involved in, re- your remit at the moment there. Sure. Yes. Um, so I had internal communications for our cross business unit campaigns and initiatives in the Americas. And one of our uh, cross business unit initiatives um, that I'm currently working on is our uh, DHL Made in the Americas podcast. So that mm. covers, uh, yeah, topics, you know, impacting the 21st century workforce, you know, from yeah. leadership, uh, you know, different topics, women in uh, logistics, that sort of thing. Um, but I also... Um, I'm communications lead for DHL e-commerce solutions. So that yeah. includes, you know, managing internal communications as well as uh, media relations for the division. Wow. Busy. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And your, so your, 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 your podcast, that's obviously an internal podcast that you're running at the moment. Yeah. It's, it started as an internal podcast, but it's now also available on our DHL.com website and oh. on Spotify and Apple. Yes. We yeah. had some, you know, some content that we thought is, uh, that can also be very relevant uh, to others. Like I said, it's really general yeah. uh, business topics and, and for the 21st century workforce. So we decided to go external with it. Okay. I'll, I, I'll put some links into that, into the show notes. So okay. uh, if people want to have a great. listen in. Yeah. Yeah. No, we've just, we've just done a couple of episodes recently actually on um, podcasting as an internal comms channel, but that's really interesting that you, you're using it also externally as well. So I yes. guess it's, that's a really, really nice way of um, meeting both of those requirements, I guess. So, uh, okay. yeah. Um, so when we spoke uh, uh, originally and we, we kind of lined up the interview, you, one of the things that you, you mentioned that I was really interested in talking about, and, and particularly as this this was something you're passionate about was the I think the perennial challenge for many internal communicators which is which is how do we measure our impact how do we prove our value how do we you know show that we're, we're delivering that return on investment the organization has made it is so just, just before we get into the detail of that I know that's something you're really passionate about can you tell us a little bit more about why why that's something that is close to your heart yeah, sure. I mean, I think it's a topic that all internal communicators should care about. But uh, measurement for me, I, I have a sociology background, and I just love, mm. <laughs> um, you know, surveying a focus groups, really uh, a data. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think that if we don't measure the impact of our work, we won't know what is resonating with our employees and where we can improve. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's quite interesting because I think uh, I think that that, you, that that for me a, a lot of internal communicators I know and and, and uh, have probably come into um, into internal comms made me through with kind of media and journalism and marketing and and whilst they do have a kind of a, a, a leaning towards measurement, it's not sort of. But with sounds like with you, that's like kind of you you know you really really kind of. Uh, uh, it was one of the kind of prime prime interests that you have in in comms. Obviously, apart from the comms itself, is is to measure that impact and and know exactly. what's happening. Yeah, yes. yeah. So, uh, um, again, I mean, let, let's let's start to think about how 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 and why we do that. Then, and and, and I mean, I, let, before we talk about maybe some of the tools, I mean, how how mm-hmm. how is, does having an emphasis and a leaning towards 
measuring your contribution do you think why is that internally important for internal communicators to be thinking that because you've got a lot of experience in that area and as i say sometimes i think it's it's often an afterthought and it's we do everything by gut feeling intuition and and think that you know well, it's just the right thing to do we you know we, we can't really measure it it's it's kind of fluffy and soft and it, why, why would you sort of advocate otherwise than in that in that context yeah, I would say, you know, tracking internal communications, it also helps us measure employee engagement in other parts of the organization, mm. how engaged are our employees, and also not just for reporting for reporting sake, but we want to be able to tangibly, you know, say, okay, well, this, we're showing that we want to, you know, if we have uh, our leadership telling us there's certain messages we need to get out there. So how mm. do we know if we're really getting those messages out there? If we don't hear from our employees, are they really capturing the message? Are they putting it into action? So the only way to do that is through at least coming up with uh, measurement or metrics that, that can work for us. And, and I think mm. that our metrics really, um, it's very it, it has to be tailored to each company, what yeah. they want to measure. Um, so there isn't a, a formula uh, that we could, that any company can use across the board. It has to be very tailored, I think. Yeah, 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 I agree. I agree. So let, let's go through maybe some of the tools that you're using at the moment to measure your, your, the impact of the, of the comms that you're putting into the organization. And maybe we, we, we maybe if we look at maybe start with maybe the more simple tools and then maybe up to the more mm-hmm. kind of complex and sophisticated kind of tools. So what are some of the more straightforward, simple tools that maybe other right. people are, you, are familiar with as, uh, at the moment as well? Right, right. Yeah. Um, You know, I I think that at the moment, it it is important to have consistent KPIs in place. Um, So what I use, um, I have an internal communications platform that provides me with uh, email analytics. Uh, So I think that's like my my basic uh, tool that I use on a day to day basis. But um, some metrics that I have in place that I obtained from this platform is uh, the click through rates. You know, I want to know our employees clicking on the newsletter stories I'm putting out there are announcements, videos that I'm including in all my email communication. And Mm. I'm not really interested in open rates um, because, you know, I think that an employee can open an email and immediately close it. So I, I really want to look at those click through rates because they're taking the time to go through click. They want more information. They're Mm. taking that extra step. Right. So um, also the platform that I use also provides me with read skimmed and glance rates. And I'm Mm. particularly interested in the read rates and that has to do, you know, with the amount of time that the employee is spending uh, with an email or newsletter open on their laptop. So, So I really want to see that. And then I'm also interested in trending topics, you know, in particular for my newsletters. And what are those topics that employees uh, were mostly interested in reading? So that gives me a good idea of what I should continue moving forward with it, you know, in the future for future newsletters. And and if I have videos, I also measure views and Mm. comments are really important. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, I think that shows a certain level of engagement. If the employee is taking the time to include a comment or a question, um, you have that two-way communication uh, going on there. And also, um, I just started this year classifying my trending topics into into uh, five categories. So okay. I'm looking at leadership, values, employer of choice, future, and strategy. Yeah, excellent. So, 
Yeah. And, and these categories are really aligned with engagement drivers that we measure at DHL every year in our annual um, company-wide employee opinion survey. So that's why I was saying before, our metrics have to be very tailored to our specific yeah. company. You know, So in that case, I'm looking at these employee engagement drivers that the company has already identified, um, okay. but I'm categorizing my trending topics. So yeah. yeah. And, you know, and I would say lastly, you know, aside from all that, I also look at key outcomes. You know, yeah. uh, did I accomplish what I set out to do with a particular campaign? You know, for example, did I meet my goal of having X number of employee uh, submissions or participation in a certain campaign? Mm, mm. And and that's really interesting because I mean that, uh, I know you weren't just talking prom- only about email there, but it was interesting you you, you were saying there about email and it's it's because I mean that that has been something from a marketing external marketing perspective that, that that's been around for a while, you know, kind of autoresponder and also tracking click throughs and cookies, and particularly on external um, you know external emails mm-hmm. to, to to clients or potential clients. So it's 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 it, I think I I kind of I knew this existed this technology but now about how internal emails are being kind of tracked and measured in the same way so you can produce kpis around open well as you say open rates maybe more superficial it's more mm-hmm. clicks and engagements and that sort of thing when you're talking about comments and um and looking at trends is that is that where you're looking outside of email and other using other platforms where people are searching for things or is again is that within a kind of an email environment or a kind of an intranet environment that you're, you're using that um Yeah, so I'm looking more at our intranet uh, to see what, because my newsletters are linked to our intranet. uh, So I do look at that. But we also have uh, Yammer internally. So people can post. We ask, Mm. uh, sometimes when we have internal campaigns, we ask our employees to post on Yammer. And there's people who also comment on what's being posted. So I also measure that as well. Okay. And do you, you just, I guess you compile all of this into some sort of KPIs and report or dashboard or yes, how do you, exactly. how do you report that back into the, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes, so you have a, exactly. what do you have like a I monthly report? report. Yeah. Exactly. Mm, yes. Okay. I and, do put together a, a quarterly report actually. Um, I think it helps me just uh, look at the trends quarter over quarter. So yeah, it's more manageable. Mm, yeah. I would say. Yeah, yeah yeah no very very much and again that's that's again it's very similar to uh, i guess a good good marketing practice as well which i you know i always think there's a there's a mm-hmm. strong although people don't always like to talk, to talk about the, the connection between you know what, what as internal communicators there is a there is a strong emphasis of of, of you know the kind of communication that marketeers are, are wanting to do as well it's about about kind of you know connecting people to our vision and our direction and purpose isn't it um so any other, any other tools that you use? So you've given us a really interesting cross-section. Are there any other tools there that you find particularly sure. useful when it comes to measuring? Yeah. Yeah. So I know at the beginning you had asked about more sophisticated methods of measurement. So something that I like to do um, and I highly recommend uh, is conducting internal communication surveys. Uh, yeah. And you can use free or very inexpe- in, inexpensive software like uh, SurveyMonkey. Um, but yeah. I do have to say, if you're going to conduct a survey and not act on the results or do something with the data provided, it's best that you don't even conduct the survey. Um, <laughs> yeah. There, yeah. yeah, there can be a lot of data when conducting a survey. 
So, you know, you can try to keep it to just a few questions to get at the heart of the feedback you want from the employees. But um, and that, you know, pulse surveys are good for that. They come in handy yeah. for just a short uh, a survey. But I I carried out for the, the past few years, once a year, a 10 question survey to understand what topics are of interest to employees. What do they yeah. want to read more of? You know, their preferred channels for internal communications. I always include open-ended questions. Um, so these surveys, you know, they really help me to shift how I present information. It's given me some really important insights that I can also share with our leadership team. Um, so okay. I, I highly recommend it. But if you do the survey and, and you don't act on it and and if uh, employees are asking for something, you don't do anything with it, then, you know, it, it really just doesn't make sense just to have yeah. the data as a good to know, you know, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think managing expectations about what you're going to do with what they tell you is, is really important, isn't it? Um, absolutely. Um, absolutely. So yeah, let, let's maybe, let, let's maybe talk about that then. So, so in terms of once you've got that data, then, you know, I think, I think you've said you, you kind of compile that into a report, particularly from your kind of email data and also your, your intranet traffic. Um, mm -hmm. But then also, how do you make sense of that? Because I guess, I mean, maybe this is leaning more into what you've just been talking about there with the surveys is, as, uh, and I think we when we spoke, well, I know when we spoke originally, you, we talked about the fact that, you know, you can get a whole bunch of data, but you could kind of, read it one way and make sense of it in a way that actually isn't what people are asking for or are saying it's very easy to kind of think uh, to, to look at survey data and think oh they want this but actually they they, they weren't taught they that wasn't that in their minds you know if they as, as it were yeah. you know, so how do you, you i think you talked about focus groups and kind of really making trying to make sense mm -hmm. of you know, again the qualitative data to back up the or information to back up the data is, is that what you would tend to do Yes. So I've also done that in the past where I've conducted employee focus groups just to mm. complement um, my internal survey. So it's really helped fill in the gaps with regards to internal channels and topics. And with the focus groups, it allows you to probe a bit more and gather that qualitative data that you might not be able to capture if you don't get a lot of feedback or comments in your open-ended questions. And sometimes it could be a matter of it, maybe not a formal focus group, but if yeah. you're, you know, out there talking to employees, asking them a couple of questions and just saying, hey, can I pick your brain for a second? I'd like to know, did you see that announcement that went out or that video? What did you think? What, what you know, what do you think we should mm. do more of? Or, you know, just really gathering that information in an informal way as well helps. But I have uh, conducted uh, formal um, actually via phone, uh, focus mm. groups with a couple yeah. of people. Um, and although, you know, it's not as, uh, as effective, I think as face to face, but it also does help and fill in those gaps that, that the survey, um, you know, just to complement the survey, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so, so you, you said there when you ask if you're going to be do a survey, if you're going to ask people questions about opinions and what you think we should be doing, you, you, you only do that if you can follow that up. I mean, in terms of, 
uh, do you find yourself sometimes pushing back against the idea that we should run a survey about this because you know that that, that we are, you haven't got the resources or the capacity to be able to deal with everything or is it about how do you manage those expectations i guess both of your your kind of stakeholders and but also your audience as well who you're asking these questions to do you find yourself kind of treading that line sometimes between managing uh, you know upwards and and across ways yeah, uh, usually I, I'm the one that drives these internal uh, surveys. It's not really <laughs> the management that, that is asking for it. But I think mm. that once they you're presenting the data to them, um, it, it helps uh, because they could say, oh, okay, uh, this is where we should be going to take our communications to the next level. And also yeah. when they ask for information, they say, okay, let's put together this message um, and when I can say, well, let's make it in a more, let's make a video, you know, a video, let's film a video instead, let's make it more visual. And I have yeah. the data to back that up. The reasoning why, you know, um, I'm recommending XYZ, it's because I have the data that, that I already, um, you know, got from my survey and I can tell them, look, this is what our employees are asking more uh, for, or this is how they want us to deliver the information. So yeah, sometimes it's just a matter of, I, I want to do the survey, um, to also be able to, tr uh, capture those trends year over yeah. year and see how yeah. our workforce is changing. And there's different, you know, obviously, uh, we're dealing with, uh, multi-generations, uh, different generations in our workforce and the way that they want to receive information varies, you know, each generation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, let's maybe pick up on that because I think that, that was the next area I'd like to explore with you is what, what are some of those insights that you're gaining? Because I know you, you, you know, I know you, yours is a very large and diverse business. I'm sure there are different trends in different uh, parts of your business, but what, what are some of those trends that you've been picking up through your, your measurement activities? Sure. Yeah. Um, well, my most recent survey, you know, it revealed that our employees want more infographics, photos, okay. uh, contests. Mm. That's always very popular uh, videos. <laughs> and that's something I'm working on now, uh, cutting back on text when possible. You know, of course, that's always a little difficult, uh, especially if, you know, leadership uh, requires that we include certain messages, but replacing mm. it some of this content more with visuals is something that I'm keeping more top of mind because that's yeah. what I've seen. Um, and then is it more time consuming? Yes, uh, it can be a little more, but I do use, I use Canva, the Canva program yeah. for my graphics. Yeah. So yeah. that helps me put together, you know, the content in a more visually appealing manner. And yeah. it's fairly, yeah. it's, it's quick. It, it really isn't that time consuming. I mean, when you're sitting down and writing uh, a, an announcement or, or a short story for the newsletter, that's 250, 500 words, that takes a lot of yeah. time as well. So yeah. the time yeah. you would invest in doing that instead, I'm investing in doing something more visual, but um in you know, and and it, in particular, one group of employees who are you know, they're always very difficult to measure are our frontline employees, and I think okay. in particular, yeah, our focus groups come in handy with with this group with our frontline. And like I said, it maybe it's not a formal roundtable focus group, but more face to face interaction where you have right. three or four questions and you can ask them questions that are more geared towards them. So that that's always important because obviously the surveys or the surveys I've sent out it's always via email to our desktop employees. So I think that yeah. one group that's always hard to reach are those frontline employees. 
Yeah, yeah. We've covered that on a couple of, we call them kind of offline employees that, you know, they don't have mm-hmm. mobile devices, they don't have an email address, exactly. and or if they do, they, they, you know, they only access it intermittently. And I think it's easy to, to forget yeah. forget those guys and, 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 and uh, you know, ladies as well. So what about, um, what about the, the, the what, what are you finding from your, from your data? If, if, if I'm sure you have in terms of like the, the kind of remote workers and, and what they need, how, how, what, how has that been affected and how has that changed maybe since the the kind of pandemic and home working and remote working? I know you've got a lot of people who don't remote work for the, for the reasons you've just you've talked about there in terms of the frontline people, but I guess you've also got a lot of administrative people who have had to kind of decant from the office. Well, any, any trends there that you've detected? Yeah, I've, it's like I said, it's very difficult to capture uh, that data from the frontline employees. So we mm. rely very heavily on our HR representatives on the ground, on our supervisors, um, on them to tell us, you know, to, to really um, get a feel for what it is that they want more of in terms of, okay, we, we want, um, you know, uh, to have access to this information to our schedule. So as a group, a DPDHL group, uh, we have these past few years have implemented and, and launched a, an, an employee app. So now right. our frontline employees, they have access to okay. the intranet content. Yeah. So I think that that's really going to help us. And this year, we're seeing more of our divisions actually conducting our, our company-wide employee opinion survey uh, yeah. on the actual phone before it was via kiosks or, or uh, laptops in our different facilities. So I think that's going to help us a lot. Um in order for me to carry out my internal comm survey, um, I want to, and I haven't done it yet. I'd like to use our uh, employee app to do that uh, as as well. But that also, yeah. in order to incentivize our employees to participate in in these surveys, there always has to be an incentive, and I think um, <laughs> that it's always helpful to have some type of uh, contest or prize or something um, to really draw people to, to the app or to take these surveys. And, and I've yeah. done that in the past with my surveys. I always include something like, you know, answer these questions and you have a chance to win something. So I haven't been able to really uh, get to the front line with my internal comms survey. But like I said, it's always helpful when I'm in the field to talk to people. Yeah, and doing yeah. that one-on-one type of, of interview. So that's one group that, that I could see our app really helping and we can gauge uh, their interest and what they're really interested in in the future more with our with our app. Yeah, oh, that's 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 good. And I, what I like there, what you just said there, and you reiterated a couple of times, is the fact that it's not just you know numbers. There is a, there is a qualitative aspect to that, and it's just about yeah. talking to people as well. And how do you you know assimilating that into your your kind of knowledge base. So it's, so you're making decisions, not just based on pure kind of, you know, click through rates and things like that, but, but on, on organic conversations as well, which I think is really, really, uh, really important. Um, so just, I mean, just bringing things to kind of, to a conclusion, if someone's looking, you know, there may be people listening to this who are thinking, or, you know, maybe feeling a bit guilty now that, Oh, Andrew's doing all this amazing stuff. And we, we, we kind of just, you know, don't really do anything. I mean, if you're looking to get started measuring, 
you, you know, if you're working in IC and you're looking to try and measure your impact or looking to improve the quality of measurement, even if you are using it, what, what would what would you recommend to someone who's obviously, you know, kind of fully bought into the the whole measurement of IC and the impact of that IC? Where where would you start if you were starting from scratch? And also, if you had some rudimentary measures, what would you kind of recommend to, to really kind of focus on as as the kind of key the key areas to get right? Sure. Yeah, I would say first, you have to have a platform that can provide you with reliable data. Mm. Uh, There are several vendors out there. Uh, Second, you want to know what you should be measuring. So what are the messages that are most important to your stakeholders and the company? And try to test uh, different ways of delivering those messages and see what works best. Mm. And like I said, maybe it's a short video or an infographic, just uh, creating content in a different way than than how you've done in the past. So testing, um, you know, and and it's really important that we stick to certain metrics um, so we can see patterns over time and to get a good sense of what is resonating with employees. Mm -hmm. Um, And we can only see long-term results with time, but I've also learned that it's okay to tweak your metrics if you're Mm. not really getting a big picture of how your content is performing. Mm. So, you know, Mm. and I've had to do this when measuring like newsletter content across our different business units. Mm. So, yeah, overall, take the time to analyze your data, identify the root causes of, of what's not performing well. Yeah. And what's working well. Yeah, you mentioned. I mean, you've mentioned a couple of times there about uh, you, you know, I, I mean, we 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 mentioned Canva. So, what 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 sort of platforms can you use to measure? You, you can use you imagine you can mention the one you use, but maybe a couple of other alternatives as well in terms of measuring uh, email kind of click through and particularly you you know then how that that flows through onto your intranet. So you've got some sort of analytics there. Well, what a couple of tools that maybe people could look at using. Yeah, um, there's a, a tool that I've uh, heard about, Polite Mail, uh, but I use Banana Tag. Okay, uh, we've yeah. We've been using them for, for a few years, so they can provide uh, a lot of data uh, for you to track emails, and, yeah. and they provide all the metrics that, that I'm currently uh, using for my reporting. Yeah, I've heard of, heard of Banana Tag as well, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure if if people you, you know want to search for alternatives, if you put I'll type in alternative to Banana Tag in Google, it usually get throws up a few different choices uh, as well. So if we, we you know we're not uh, we're not just advocating that one particular platform. There's many others out there, but yeah, it's it, it's that sort of. And I guess you know, as I said, you know, in in, in marketing um, world, we've got Mailchimp and things like that, which do similar tools when we're, when we're email marketing as well. So, okay. Yeah. So I think that's, that's a good, uh, if people aren't using tools like that, but I think even if you are, I think what you've, you've also talked about there is using them more forensically and also kind of looking at, at not just at click through rates. So it's about, it's not just using every metric. It's about being discerning about which metrics you, uh, you use, if you're going to go down that route. And then, as you've also said, it's not just relying purely on the 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 data and the numbers it's actually then following that up with some qualitative conversations and whether it's focus groups but it's actually just finding out you know why 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 do you think we're getting so many people clicking through to this article at the moment why is it that why do you think that's interesting for people and so you it's not it's not just the the headline it's the it's the it's the message as well which i think is really important yeah and, and i've had this also where i've noticed Oh, you know, more creative subject lines. Uh, we're getting mm. more clicks or content focused on people and their stories that helps drive home a message more strongly. So I've had to kind of keeping the, all those things in mind that I've seen from the data and try to, to really 
create my content along those lines, always keeping in mind, okay, let's be, let me be more creative in this yeah. way and in my subject, uh, more clickable. But um, yeah, it's, it's really important overall to, to analyze and test and yeah. see what's, what's working. Yeah. Fantastic. So just finally, before we finish, I've just got the question I ask all of my interviewees, which is um, something that even people who know you quite well, work with you closely, maybe even people in your personal life uh, don't know about you. So maybe something that you're passionate about, something you did when you were you were younger or you do now that uh, w- would be a bit of a surprise to people who, uh, who, who, who maybe even think they know everything about you. So over to you. What are you, willing, what are you happy to share with us as your sort of little secret? <laughs> okay, I think I think most of my colleagues don't know I enjoy belly dancing. Oh wow! So yeah, so I've taken a few uh, classes actually for for a few years, um, not in the last year uh, because of COVID, obviously. But yeah. um, I'm not great, but I do enjoy it because Fantastic. it is it is a workout. It is definitely yeah. a workout and a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, I'm not really one to go to the gym, but but the belly dancing is it's a lot of. Fun. Yeah. And so how does, how does that work? Cause it's something I, I know nothing about. So is that like, can you go to like classes and, and people yes. kind of, yeah. Okay. Yep, okay. Yep. And yeah. then um, you go to a class and uh, I've done that at my local, uh, there's a, a community gym here uh, close to home. So yeah. I've signed up in the past there and, and also at some high schools nearby. So oh, yeah, fantastic. yeah, it's been fun. Oh, brilliant. Um, and um and uh, well yeah yeah i mean that and and in terms of uh have you been kind of doing that virtually as well 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 as have the people been running online belly dancing classes while the well the pandemic's been unlike there everybody else seems to be done everything online right no i haven't taken any virtual classes but since <laughs> i taken so many classes in the past i yeah. practice at home and i have right. the music yeah i download yeah. some music so yeah I, I do practice at home and it's fun but it is my workout that's wonderful oh <laughs> wonderful yeah yes i can imagine i yeah. I, I well yeah well wonderful well thank thank you for sharing that and uh, it's a good good as, as a first for the show i can okay. i can tell you <laughs> <laughs> I'm unique, at least, in that regard <laughs> Yeah, brilliant. Well, look, that that's been absolutely fantastic. What well, I'll do if it's okay with you, Andrea, I'll put a link into your uh, LinkedIn profile in the show notes again, just so sure. if people want to make make you know, obviously you can choose to uh, accept or ignore their, uh, their their. But if anyone wants to just find out a little bit more about any of the tools that you talked about or any of the approaches that you've been using, I think it's always nice for them to make people to make direct contact with you. And we, as I said, we'll put a link into the show notes in the on this is then when I talk about the show notes, I'm talking about the uh, the notes on the our website which is engagingic.com if people want if you want to download that or if you want to uh, basically read the transcript of the interview but also see any of the links that we've talked about they'll be in there so um that is absolutely fantastic andrea i wish you all the best i wish you obviously the best for the rest of this year which uh, you know the kind of global situation uh it seems to be sort of evolving very slowly but but seems to be going in the right direction hopefully so i hope uh Hope every all your loved ones and and friends and family and colleagues are safe and and make it through this year okay and we can uh, start sort of meeting up again with with uh, friends and colleagues around the world before too long and without too many restrictions. Yes, absolutely, and thank you again for inviting me, Craig. It's been a lot of fun, and yeah. um, yes, and and I wish you all the best in your family for the remainder of the year as well. Lots of health. Yeah, thank you, and thanks for sharing your wonderful insights. Thank you, Andrea. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you. Take care. Bye bye.
So thank you for listening to Engaging Internal Comms. Hope you found this episode useful. Um, we'd love to get your feedback and thoughts about the show. So, and, and also any questions or ideas that you've got for things you'd like us to cover in future episodes. So you can email us at info at thebigpicturepeople.co.uk or you can get in touch with us via the contact form on our website, which is engagingic.com. Also, you'll be able to sign up for our mailing list there and we'll send you relevant news about the show, new episodes, and also anything that we think you might be interested in when it comes to internal communications or employee engagement. If you like the show and you haven't already done so, please subscribe to it via your podcast service. And also you can subscribe to it via the links on our podcast page, which again is engagingic.com. Um, if you know anyone else who might be interested in the show please distribute it to them please let them know about it we want to try and grow a community of people here who are contributing to the show giving us new ideas for episodes and things that you'd like to cover in future so thank you very much